Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. I believe that's page uh, 863. 862, 863, somewhere around there. Romans chapter 8 in the soft cover Bibles in your seats there. Uh, it will be on the screen eventually in a little bit when we get there. Um, so as you turn in there, I just want to give you a little bit of, if you don't know about myself, um, I just want to share a little bit. Uh, I'm the oldest child of three. Um, there we go. That's, that's us, us with my dad who's here somewhere. I don't know where he is. There he is over there. Yeah, so you can see the shirt. Yeah, the great Oz. Okay, that's my dad. Yes. Anytime you disagree with dad, he'd start doing this. Be like, what are you doing? He'd go, the great Oz has spoken. He'd be like, come on, stop that. So this is my sister, Melanie, on the left. She is the youngest, the tallest one. Yes, she likes to call, refer to herself as my big sister. It's not okay, just so you know. It's not okay. I'm seven years older than her. Um, then my sister Jen, and she is three years younger than me, and uh, and so you know there's something that goes along with being the oldest. Anybody, any first children in here? You're the first child. Okay, so those are the those are the the, the special people. Okay, close to my heart, right? We're first children. There's something about first children, right? Like you know, life's harder for you, right? Like you have to pave the way for the rest, right? Like you don't. You don't have privileges until you're like 15, and then your siblings get them at like four. And you're like, come on. Seriously, this is just not fair. Um, you know, by the time my sisters got to high school, my parents were all loosened up, you know. Like, I had done the heavy lifting, right? And they, life was gravy for them. Um, you know, I, I looked at actually, um, I, I looked up some first child traits. Um, this is actually from like a... Some like research. These are these are traits of first children. It said they are leaders, perfectionists, overachievers, a deep sense of responsibility. They're serious. They're know-it-alls. They're aggressive. They're people pleasers. They're bossy. They seem like perfect people to me. Okay, like yes, like okay. What's wrong with that? That works. Um, as a, as a first child, I hate making mistakes. Anybody, I don't know if anybody can identify with that, but I don't like making mistakes. I like getting things right the first time. I once had a pastor tell me, he said, Dan, if, if I asked you to like cut down a couple of trees, he said, you would spend a month trying to figure out the best way to cut them down. And my response was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Something wrong with that? Um, if my name's on it, I want it to be right. I don't know if you can identify, but that's... So, if I can be transparent for a moment, um, this affects my relationship with God. Because there are times I don't want to pray. There are times I'm scared to pray. And here's my thinking as a first child. I don't want to ask wrong. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but I just... It's easier not to ask. Because if I ask for something, and I ask for the wrong thing, and God gives it to me, then it's my fault. And I don't want to do that. So, realistically, I'd rather just pray, okay, God, just do whatever you want. I'm out. I don't really want to, I don't want to, I just want God to do what's good. I just want God to do what's good. 
Right? That's the word. Good. God, you just do what's good. I don't want to ask because I don't want to be wrong. And here's the reality about God. His will for me is the greatest good. Like God wants what's good for me. He wants the absolute best for me. This is what I know about God, right? What God wants for me is infinitely better than what I want for me. What God wants for you is infinitely better than what you want for you. And what God wants for others is infinitely better than what I want for them. Especially depending on who they are. Um, God loves us more than we love anything. So, a question for you. Do you want your greatest good? Do you want the greatest good to happen in your life? Right? Don't you want like whatever is best to happen in your life? Wouldn't that make sense? Um, so here's a question. If you knew it would be answered immediately, what prayer would you pray? If I promised you that whatever you prayed right now would be answered immediately, what would you ask? All the first children in the room, their stomachs just went, because I don't know if I want to ask that. Because what if I ask wrong? So would you pray for money? I don't know. Would you pray for a healing? Would you pray for a relationship? Would you pray for wisdom, understanding? You know, if I only had, mm, I know everything would be good. What would you pray for? What would be that one thing that if I could only have this, I know, I just, I believe it would be good. What's that one thing? See, here's the rule, right? Because here's, here's, here's the rule. James tells us how prayer works. He says this, um, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Plain and simple. We need to ask. God loves it when we ask. He tells us, go ahead and ask. And he says in, in John 14, he says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't want to ask. He's telling me to ask, but what if I ask wrong? And then we get a qualifier in 1 John. He says, we are confident that God hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know that He hears us when we make our requests, we also knows that He will give us what we ask for. So it's pretty clear. We ask, God gives. That's how prayer works. We ask. It's an interaction. It's a relationship. It's talking. But there's one stipulation, as First John says, what we ask has to be what God wants too. So you have to ask for what God already wants to do. Okay, why? Why does God make this so complicated? Right? Why won't God just give us what we ask for? <laughs> Anybody ever say that? God, why don't you just give me what I ask? Just do, I know what I'm doing. I know what's good. See, because here's the thing. God refuses to give you less than what's best. And sometimes, God loves us too much to give us less than the greatest good. See, and we're like, no, I know what's good. And God's like, "Mm mm-hmm. We're like, God, please, just give me what I ask for. But God loves you too much (laughs) to do that. He loves us more than we realize. So here lies the dilemma then. In prayer, we're supposed to ask God for what we want. And we think we know what's good. Anybody else, you think you know what's good? 
Like if I said, what's the one thing you think you know what would be good to pray for? How could this possibly not be good? I know what I want to ask for. And here's the thing. We think we know what's good. And if we get lucky, God's going to want what we want too. Right? And then it happens. See, but then there's this like chance that if what we ask for is not what he knows is best for us. What if what you ask for is not the best? Here's a question. Do you want God to answer that? Do you want God to answer the prayer that you're asking that is not your best? Right? I hate making mistakes. So the question is, how do we know what is good? How do we know what to pray for? How do we discern what's good? So God tells me to ask what's good, but only he knows what's good. I don't know what's good. How do we know what's good? See, the thing is, I don't know. And I think I do sometimes. I think I do, but I'm often wrong. Like a lot. Like I'm wrong a whole lot. Right? Like I think I know what's good, but I don't know what's good. I thought the former Harley Davidson building was going to be our church building. Anybody know where that is? That's right on the end of like Coozer and 130, right? That was an awesome spot. It was a really cool building. And I knew that that was going to be our church building. I prayed for it. I asked for it boldly, confidently. Pastor Kevin and I literally walked around it. We put our hands on it. We prayed over it. We were like... This is good. This is this building is awesome. It had a huge garage on the end. It was going to be great for a kids center. I could see. I mean, it had a cafe in. It. it was going to be so good. There's a hotel there right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was convinced it was good. And God has shown me along the way that a church is so much more than a building. That's a lesson I might not have learned had we pursued what I thought was good. Right? I thought it was thought the building was going to be everything. It was such a cool building. It was great. Location. You could see it from 195 and 130. And I mean it was going to be great. I thought it was good. God said, You don't know what's good. I thought we needed more money to start the church. When we started, we were, we were, it was a little light in the pocketbook. And I knew it would be so good to have a full salary for myself, for Pastor Kevin and Nikki. Like, it was going to be so good if we had more money. So I asked, um, often, a lot, constantly. Um, I knew it was good. I was convinced. Why wouldn't God provide for us? Think of all the good I could do if I was fully committed to the church. Think about that. If I had, if we had all this money and I could spend all of my time, think about how much good we could do. Uh, it was four years that I painted houses to make ends meet for us. Pastor Kevin drove buses. <laughs> He's driving like elementary school, middle school, high school. He's like, I need a sign for a job. There was a big billboard, bus drivers. It was like, there's your sign. And uh, he he took the job. Um, 
But I thought it would be good if we had more money. And you know, along the way, while not having money, I learned that this church was going to be built by God and not by my effort. I mean, it was not my time or energy that mattered. It was my trust in God to do what he said he was going to do. And it probably would have been really tempting to take credit for something I had worked so hard to build. See, when you work several days a week painting walls and doors and trim, and the church grows anyway, it's pretty clear it's not because of you. I have no idea what good is. Some days I think I do. Other days I know I don't. So again, why does God ask us to pray? Why pray at all? How could we? I mean, I want to. I really, I really want to pray. I want to be able to pray and say, I know this is what God wants and I just want to pray that. Like, wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't you just love to know what God wants and just, I would love that. I know what I want to ask for. I'm just not sure if it's the right thing to pray for. And what if what I think is good is not the best? I have something really profound I want to share, and it's not my words, it's the Bible. Um, it's something Paul said, the Apostle Paul. And Paul's really interesting. Paul's really interesting because Paul thought killing Christians was a good idea. <laughs> he thought that was good, right? Um, he thought Jesus was a fraud. Paul was proud of his work destroying the church. He thought all these things were good. And God gave Paul a, a wake-up call. And for the first time in his life, he really understood what good meant. And he shared that secret with us. Ready? Here's the secret. God wants your good so bad that he cheats. Yeah. God cheats. God wants your good so bad that he cheats. See, here's the rules. We have to figure out what is good and ask for it. Right? We learned that, James. We figure out the rules. If this is what God wants, we pray in accordance with what God wants, so we have to figure that out. But here's the thing. God made the rules. And so God can change the rules. Anybody know about video games? Anybody play video games ever as a kid growing up? Okay. Does anybody recognize what this is? Go ahead, Dustin. You can put up the next one. There. Does anybody know what that is? Contra. There you go. It's a cheat code. Okay? Right there. You play the game to win. But at certain moments, you can enter this code. Right? And it helps you unfairly gain an advantage to help you beat the game. It's a cheat code. See, God gives us a cheat code to prayer. It's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us pray. It's not supposed to be the way it works. We're supposed to try and figure it out. But listen to this. The Holy Spirit helps us pray. God himself. He tells us, one, what to pray. James says this in verse one, chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom... Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So here's the thing. How should I pray in this moment? I don't know what to pray for. God tells you what to pray for. 
Huh. He tells you what to pray for. I've got an opportunity in front of me. I don't know which way to go. God, tell me how to pray about this. What should I pray here? Right? You've got a challenge in front of you. God, I don't know what to pray. He, ask God for wisdom. He tells you what to pray for. You can ask God what to pray. He'll tell you. It's a cheat code. He'll tell you who to pray for. My mother-in-law shares a story. When they were in the military, she was out of the country and going through a difficult time, and she received a message from a friend. Back in, a, I believe it was in the States, that God had prompted this friend to pray specifically for them. And it was at the exact time that she needed it. And they sent her a verse and things like that. See, God will prompt you to pray for specific people at specific times. I don't know who to pray for, but there are moments God will just say a name, a face. And you go, why is they on my mind? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what that is. That is God giving you a cheat code. He's saying, let me say, you couldn't figure this out, but I'm going to let you know this is what I want to do. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. And there are probably people throughout this room that can tell you stories of people that call them up and say, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I just feel like I need to pray for you right now. And you go, you have no idea what I'm going through right now. It's because God prompted their heart to pray for somebody else. He will prompt you. It may be people you don't expect. Maybe out of the blue. Why should I go pray for them? Because God said it. When you sense the Holy Spirit putting a name or a face on your heart, you pray. Because you have been enlisted in the fight for the greatest good. You have no idea the impact that your obedience in prayer may have. Which brings up one more cool thing. The Holy Spirit will tell you when to pray. You may get a 3 a.m. wake-up call and you're like, why am I up right now? Let me tell you, in the moment, just be obedient. God has divine timing. And if He tells you to pray at 3 a.m., you pray at 3 a.m. If you're in the car on your way to work and you feel like, i got to pray for a coworker right now and I don't even know why, Pray. You may be on the school bus. God may prompt you to pray for a friend of yours. Like, why? Why am I supposed, why, why is this person on my mind? Kids, let me tell you, pray for them. If somebody is there, just, just do it. I used to call them like little, like, I don't know, like dart prayers. My youth pastor told me as you're walking through the hallways of high school. And you see kids walking, I mean, you just, a herd, you know, mass of humanity walking by in the hallways. Just pray little prayers, praying for them, praying for them, praying for them. Just kind of, you know, you can be cool about it, right? Like, actually, no, no, for us, it was one hand in the pocket, one hand on the backpack. That was cool, right? That was cool. You just had to, you had to have the walk down, right? At a certain point, the thumb was out, right? It depended on, like, what year it was, right? But at a certain point, right? But never two, never, never backpack on two shoulders. That was just not, not okay. Only one. You know, all the kids are leaning like this because the backpack's huge. But, you know, we lifelong back problems, but I look cool. I know the rules. All right. But as you're walking through the hallways, as you're walking in the store, as you're walking anywhere, as you're driving, dark prayers. Maybe God's just going to put somebody in the lane next to you on you. I don't know why. doesn't matter. Just be obedient. Right now. This person. 
Pray this. Sure. It's a cheat code. You don't understand it. I have no idea why that cheat code works. Left, right, left, right. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's stupid. I could... Somebody just went like this on the controller, right? Like, I don't know, and something worked. I don't know why, but all I know is it does. I don't have to understand why prayer works. I just know it does. See, in prayer, here's the coolest thing. In prayer, we release heaven on earth. We pray into existence the will of God, which is the absolute greatest good. When we pray in partnership with the Holy Spirit, something amazing happens. We pray what God wants, for who God wants it, at the perfect time. Come on. What if you always prayed the right thing? How awesome would that be? You want to make your life count? Include, just invite the Holy Spirit to help you pray. That's it. Say, Holy Spirit, help me pray. Help me know what to pray for, when to pray it, for who to pray it. That's it. Just, and respond. See, but here's the thing. That would be great in itself. We could stop the message right there and be done and it would be a good day. And I'd be like, God is just awesome. But he doesn't stop there. He actually goes one giant step further. He wants our good so bad that he gives us the ultimate cheat code. You ready for this? Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says this, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, like we've talked about. But, ready? The Holy Spirit, three words, prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit that's inside us pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Oh, Carrie, Carrie prayed it this morning. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love and are called according to His purpose for them. See, God Himself gives us His Spirit. And we have no idea what is good. And He knows we have no idea what is good. So, He helps. Helps means to take hold of, to partner, to come alongside. God says, okay, you're obviously incompetent at prayer. You have no idea what to pray for. I'm going to help you out. In our weakness... He comes along like a partner, lifting us up, like with the strength we don't have. When my kids aren't sure what to ask for, like we're at a restaurant and they're like, you know, and the waitress is like, what do they want? And I'm like, they want a cheeseburger, right, with extra onions, no tomato, right? I will interpret because I know what they want. I know what's good for them. I know what they're trying to say. And I don't ask for myself, but I ask what I know that they want and what will be good for them. See, he says he prays for us. Like he actually says the words. Not just any words. Not just the words we want to say, but don't say so good. (laughs) Not that. But things that no language on earth could actually communicate. The Holy Spirit, God can pray things that aren't even a thing. It says with with groaning, go back to verse, uh, there's 26. 
It says, He prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words. There are things that I want to pray for, but words can't capture it. So somehow the Holy Spirit just says, hey, don't worry. I got it. I got it. And he just prays to God for us. That's, a, that's cheating. We're supposed to be the ones figuring it out what to ask for. And he says, I want your good so bad, I'm going to cheat for you. I'm going to do it for you. He prays for us. He has the ability to communicate in a heavenly language that God understands. And the Holy Spirit actually prays the exact thing, the very best thing that God wants for us in a way that God understands completely because he's talking to himself anyway. It says he prays in harmony with the will of God. Do you know about harmony music, right? There's, there's three things in harmony. There's, there's timing. Got to pray, you know, sing at the right time. Right pitch. Right? And you got to sing the right words. You could be singing the right tone, but if you're singing the wrong words, it's not harmony. Harmonizing means it blends together seamlessly. It sounds like one voice. See, that's what, when the Holy Spirit prays, it's what God already wants. And it means that the greatest good will come to pass in your life because God just wants it that much. I'm telling you, how much of a cheater is God? How much does He love you? How much does He love you? He wants your good so bad, He's willing to ask it for you. I'm telling you, that's a good God. That's a really good God. I'm going to invite Claire just to come on up, and she's going to play as we close this morning. So here's the question, the challenge. So what? How would your life change if you actually prayed exactly what God wants? How might your life change if what you prayed was exactly what God wanted? If you knew that everything you were praying was releasing your good, your greatest good, that you were bringing the will of God in heaven into reality here on earth. Think about that. What if every prayer we prayed would just release heaven on earth? Ultimate good. The greatest good. Not the good that we see, right? But the good that is ultimately good. How amazing would that be? Really, the question is, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? We believe that God has said this is going to be a a year of wonder. Not because we're amazing, but because He is. That He's going to act in such powerful ways that we, He just fills us with wonder. And my question is, might this be part of that? Maybe we will learn today, it's a new day, maybe the prayers that we start praying today will be unlike prayers we've ever prayed before. But maybe God will prompt you who to pray for, and what to pray for, and when to pray. So practically, let me encourage you today. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you pray. Very simply, every time you're about to pray, just say, help me. Show me what to pray for, who, when. And just listen, be sensitive to God. Listen, He is everywhere at all times, with all power, and He may prompt you at strategic times. So how about this? Be ready. To pray. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times. 
and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for the believers everywhere. Just be in prayer. Doesn't that mean I'm constantly, oh, I'm praying all day long. You got work, I understand. You got life, you got, you know, you got to eat, you got to do stuff. I, but in the midst of that, just let's be mindful. Spirit, you're with me constantly. And if I feel you're prompting, maybe even in the middle of a meeting, I will pause. And just, just say, Spirit, show me what you want me to ask for. Ask the Holy Spirit to pray for you. Maybe you don't know what to pray. Maybe today you're in, facing some situation and honestly, you'd love to know who, what, when, and you don't have any of it. You have no idea what to pray. When there are no words, we can just say, Holy Spirit, take it away. You know I have nothing and I know you have everything. Just help me. Pray for me when I have nothing left to pray. And the God who loves you so much that he cheats will cause everything to work together for your good. For our good. So I'm going to have Claire just keep playing for a few minutes here. For a few moments. And our action step today is going to be very simple. Can we just, right where you are, can we just pray? Can we put this in practice? Can we bring heaven to earth here and now? So wherever you are, maybe just say, okay, God, show me. What do you want me to pray? Who do you want me to pray for? And if somebody's name comes to your mind, pray for them. If you feel like you're supposed to pray for something, do it. And if you have nothing, just say, Holy Spirit, pray for me. You know what I want. You know I don't have words to, to say it. Would you just do it? So let's take a few minutes. Would you just invite God to do everything through you that he wants to do? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.